Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast. In this episode 51, where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now, in today's show, we have Danny joining us. She'll be talking about her time while she worked at the Disney College program down in Walt Disney World. Now, it's actually been a couple weeks since we had a cast member interview because last week we had the Flower and Garden Festival preview show where Katie joined us and we talked about everything you guys really need to know about the show. So hopefully you guys got, you guys got a chance to listen to that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really excited to bring you today's episode. Danny was uh, so much fun to have on the show, and she had some really cool stories and a very interesting job role, which is actually a first on the show. So no one, uh, no one's had a job role like her, so I'm really excited to have you guys listen to it. Um, so you know what? I'm just not going to talk anymore. Why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the XS Press Podcast. So on today's show, we have Danny from New York City. How are you doing today, Danny? Hey, Matt. I'm doing great. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just a little tired. I know we were talking before this. Uh, I was rushing to uh, to get to this interview, but uh, I, I made it at least. So thanks. Uh, I appreciate your timing. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. I apologize. But uh, no, no worries. But yeah, so thanks for joining me on the show today. I hope you're ready Absolutely. to. No problem. Yeah, I hope you're ready to talk some Disney. I'm so ready. All right, perfect. Uh, so before we kind of get started, because of course okay. you're on here because you you were a previous cast member, uh, correct? Yes. You were your previous, right? Correct. Cool. So yeah, so before we kind of get into the background of what you did at the Disney parks, I kind of want to know mm-hmm. how you fell in love with the Disney parks, or like how how it all started for you. Absolutely, my uh, family. I actually blame my parents. This is all their fault. They went to Disney for their first vacation together a few years before I was born and they absolutely fell in love with it. That was their first big thing that they did um, in the 80s. And the first family vacation that we ever did, uh, I was about four turning five, was to Disney. So, you know, the parks were still growing at that time and every single family vacation that we had since then was to the parks. And it was every single summer we were there for anywhere from five days to 10 days. 
then my sister was born and it just became our tradition and we were always watching Disney movies at home and I grew up on the original Disney Channel and when Saturday morning cartoons were still a thing. So growing up on everything along Disney lines, anything that was related to Disney was part of my family's history and part of our traditions and because of that, that's how I ended up with Disney as a profession, as a career. Nice. That's, that's awesome. So pretty much every single summer, which is what you're saying is, is, mm -hmm. uh, what you would do. Just go to Disney. That's it. That, uh, those were our big vacations. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Super jealous. I only went a few times as a kid, but it, uh, it, it was my old 1994 home movie, which uh, kept the, the magic alive for me. So. Yes. <laughs> we had so many of those. My parents like to pull them out randomly now and just watch them now and again, or even go through old photos and they'll take pictures of them and send it to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, my hair looks terrible. Please stop sharing these pictures with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's those memories. It's uh, cool. Mm -hmm. Nice. It's that feeling. It is. It is. I don't. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. But it's the Disney parks when I was a kid. Just like did everything for me, and I just wanted to mm -hmm. always go. Yep. So, uh, cool. So, all right. So you you love the Disney parks. So how? Mm -hmm. So you were in the college program, correct? Correct. Yes, my college program was seven years ago now. It's, oh wow! It's been a little while. Okay. So how? <laughs> so how did you first hear of the uh, Disney college program? I actually, when I was in high school, I remember standing in the lobby of the Grand Floridian and actually talking to one of the front desk managers, um, explaining that I was thinking about going into hospitality for a career. And he said, oh, did you know that we have an internship? And I, I said I didn't. And he gave me a little bit of information about it. And then I brushed up on it, tried to see what I could find at the time. You know, YouTube had just started really coming around at, um, at that time. So there wasn't, you know, a lot of videos on it. It was mostly the Disney College page, any any blogs that I could find that people had previous experiences about or anything that I could find really on Facebook is what had piqued my interest. And when I was a junior in college, I had actually applied and that's when my program began. Oh, nice. So you so why did you decide to do your junior year was did you just want to get be in college for a few years and do it? Like what, what was the decision there? Mm -hmm. that, that was the decision behind it was I wanted to be in school. I wanted to be sure that this was the major that I wanted. It was the career path that I had planned on and it was, the timing was right. I was able to make sure that my credits were aligned, that I was able to take the time off from school and not be active on campus, but have an online presence with my schooling and, and juggle school full-time and a full-time job and it, it just worked out that way okay okay cool so was this you said the seven years ago so was this like 2011 mm -hmm. or 12 12 12 okay mm -hmm. right. so so when you applied for the program how did that go mm -hmm. was it just uh, one interview and and you were in it was so first you filled out the online application then you did a, a web-based interview so it was almost like a personality test basically. And then I was think it was 200 questions, something around there. And then you found out instantly at the end of the test, if you moved on to the next phase or if you were declined from the, the position that you applied for. And then once you pass that, then you schedule a phone interview. And I had done my phone interview. I remember doing that on campus. Actually, I was very, very nervous. I was shaking during the whole thing. 
And then after the phone interview, you would have to wait anywhere from, I think it was, they said three weeks to six weeks to find out if you were accepted for a position. And then when you got your email, you found out what position you were accepted for, and then you would pick your start dates. And they gave you a range of start dates to pick. And it was somewhere between January and February. And it was either doing the spring program, which was five months, or the spring advantage, which was seven. So what did you end up getting? I ended up doing the spring program. I decided to go for the five month and spend my semester down here. Sweet. Sounds good. So, mm-hmm. so, so what job role did you end up getting? I did front desk. Front desk for, for like a hotel? Mm-hmm. Yes. I oh, worked awesome. at Coronado Springs. Oh, nice. That's really cool. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. So before we kind of get, yeah, before we kind of get into that, um, so did you go to school locally to where like you grew up or? Um, I, I did. Yes. So I went to St. John's University, which is in New York City. Okay. So what, mm-hmm. how was that transition moving away from home for uh, an extended period of time? For me at that time, it was almost like a study abroad. Instead of doing a semester in Europe, I did a semester at Disney, which ended up being a lot more fun. And I think a lot of my friends were jealous that I spent time playing at Disney and getting paid to do it when <laughs> they had to take classes instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it just felt very natural. It, it wasn't hard to fit in. It wasn't hard to make friends. It just felt very homey. And it was just so comfortable. And someone was always around to hang out or spend time with you. And it was just a very comforting and welcoming feeling moving down here at that time. Nice. So, so I've been kind of curious because I've been asking the past few guests about this. Sure. Uh, did you did you happen to look in like Facebook groups for roommates at all, or did you just kind of yes. go look at the draw? You did. Okay. So oh, tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was not trusting my chances with that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, tell tell the audience a little bit about that experience because I think it it would be helpful to hear other people's experiences course, on what it could be like finding those roommates on Facebook if you're if you're interested in the college program. Absolutely. We actually, my roommates and I had met in, excuse me, in a, in a Facebook group. So there was a couple of pages that, you know, it was like spring 2012 Disney college program interns and different Disney groups like that. And I had started talking to someone that had posted that she was looking for a roommate and we had the same arrival date. So I messaged her and we were talking back and forth for a few days and I had done my thorough amount of Facebook stalking and making sure she seemed like a decent human being before saying, Hey, you sound great. We should be roommates. I like the way you and, put that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said I wasn't taking my chances. Growing up in New York City, you don't take your chances. No, I hear you. <laughs> and she said, yeah, that sounded great. And then she was talking to uh, someone else and she said, Oh, I have, you know, I found a roommate, but we're, thinking of doing a three bedroom because you had an option of doing a one bedroom a two bedroom or a three bedroom and you would have two people per room and we said that we wanted to do the three bedroom option at a specific um, like housing development for it because it would be less expensive that way and you know evenly share food and divide divide things like that so after me talking to her, she was talking to someone else and she said, oh, I have two other friends that are also 
looking for roommates. So how about the five of us get together and we seek out a sixth person? And that's exactly what happened. And it ended up working out so well. We actually all still keep in touch. (laughs) That's amazing that you guys were able to uh, be friendly. Because sometimes you hear horror Mm -hmm. stories about roommates or like in college. You sure do. Yeah. I, knew, I knew a few of those, <laughs> a few of those definitely during my internship, and I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in their shoes, so oh, I got very sure. lucky. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm curious, were there people that you had talked to during this mm-hmm. process where you're just like, nah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really feeling this person, so I don't want to really want to room with them? Was there any, like, not bad, I don't, I don't want to say bad experiences, or just like, just people you weren't, you weren't into? No, I actually got really lucky. The first person that I ended up talking to was the person that I ended up ended up sharing a room with. So she was my direct roommate instead of just my apartment mate. And we just got along so well. Like I said, I was very, very lucky. And it was first person I talked to and then she knew someone and they knew someone. So it just worked out super well. Awesome. Cool. All right. All right, so let's uh, let's kind of move on to uh, your your job role. So you said you were at the the front desk at the Coronado Springs. Now, yes. since you were since you visited every single summer growing up, mm-hmm. uh, have have you stayed at the Coronado Springs resorts at all? I had not. So I had family friends that had actually stayed there, and they loved it. So when I found out I was going to be working there, I said, "Well, I guess well, this will be an interesting experience because I have no idea what the hotel even looks like." <laughs> yeah, I've never stayed there either. So I, I mean, I just know from photos and videos or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, apparently, it's like really nice now with the the new renovations or the refurbishments, mm-hmm. and then they have the new tower coming up. So it's mm-hmm. def- they actually. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. I was gonna say it's definitely gonna be the place to be uh, now after the new towers up. I can't wait to see what it looks like. They actually, when I was working there, we went through a refurbishment. So that was the first time I had ever, my first front desk experience, but also the first time I had seen any type of resort go through any type of renovation. And then they just recently did another renovation. So they're, they're moving, they're growing fast. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, okay. So tell me a little bit about your, your job role. Cause this is actually the first time I had someone on the show that worked at the, uh, like the front desk at a hotel. So I, I want to know everything. So, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. So just, so just tell, yeah, tell me a little bit uh, about that. We'll do. Now the way Disney does front desk is a, a little different than other, other hospitality companies that I've worked for that I've been involved with. Essentially, when you are a front desk cashier, you have two different roles. You are at the front desk, you're performing check-ins, check-outs, answering guest questions, helping advise them on park hours, helping them plan their days out, giving them directions, handing out maps and any types of pamphlets, you know, interacting with children. There's another role that's called a runner. And this person almost is kind of someone who's working on tasks all day. So they were in charge of delivering packages, helping with key assist. So anyone that might've gotten locked out or lost their keys, but they were already outside of their room, we would go and help with that. We would help with amenity deliveries. So if someone was celebrating a birthday and had ordered an in-room celebration, we would go to the room and help Disney Floral and Gifts set that up. We would deliver faxes, any type of letters that had been brought to the front desk for them. We had delivered to their room. We used to drive the golf carts around the resort property. Basically, anytime someone needed something, the runners were the go-to for them. 
And that was so much fun. <laughs> so, so much fun. So not all the time, but at, at some points you were a runner instead of working at the front desk? Or was it like yes. throughout the day you might have to be a runner and then be at the front desk? No, it was you were assigned on your schedule certain days. And at first I was not the biggest fan of the position because I felt that it pulled away from my time at the front desk. That I loved being at the front desk so much and interacting with all of my guests that it pulled me away and it kind of puts you behind the scenes. And it's it's sometimes minimal guest interaction and sometimes you have even more interaction than you did at the front desk. And then slowly, I think it was probably about a month after starting it, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I would try and pick up as many of those shifts as I could. Wow. Interesting. So mm -hmm. what, what kind of made you, what, I mean, what did you love about it the most? Because you're just running around all day. So what, mm -hmm. what made you dislike it to, I guess, love it? The part for me was that it didn't feel that there was a high level of guest interaction. And for me, that's what I had thrived off of was talking to people and having conversation. I am a people person. I love talking to people and getting to know people and, and helping and giving information. And there wasn't a lot of that in the position, but the part for me that I ended up loving most and what I, you know, learned to enjoy was that it wasn't the same thing every day when you're working at the front desk, no matter what front desk you're working at, whether it's Disney or another company, it can be the same thing day in and day out and you fall into a routine and you have a spiel and you're constantly repeating yourself, you know, 40 times an hour for eight hours a day. And the runner position, it was a lot of spontaneity and you never knew what you were getting yourself into when you clocked in for your shift. And I really came to enjoy that aspect of it. And that's definitely what made me fall in love with that, that rotation of the front desk position. Yeah, I think that's kind of how I have a lookout on life is like, I never want to be doing the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. I, I mean, I just, I always want to be, I need to be doing something different, no matter what mm -hmm. it is. Um, that's why I, I feel like I've given myself too many hobbies now. Um, like I was kind of <laughs> like, a, like I was kind of saying before here, like I do classes for kickboxing now, but mm -hmm. I also like photo. I also like video. So like, and mm -hmm. I now I do the podcast. So like, I have to like, trade off my days of like okay i'm gonna do this today and then i'm gonna do this like i can't i i i'm just like you i don't like being comfortable and doing the mm -hmm. same thing and being monotonous every single day yep. yeah yeah and that for me was the the big changing factor and i just fell in love with it like i wish you could see my expression i had such a smile on my face just <laughs> thinking back to it it was so much fun cool so, mm -hmm. so now that you kind of, it sounds like uh, you kind of had two different job positions. Like I wouldn't even say. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to, so since you kind of like the, the runner position more, or I, I actually I'll leave it up to you. I want to know about both roles, but I want to talk about oh, them uh, separately, I guess. If, yeah, I mean, because one didn't, did, did it feel like they were kind of like a, a blend of each other or do you felt like they were two totally separate positions? I think. Looking back on it, it definitely feels like two two separate positions because it was the same team that we were working with. It was, you know, it fell under the same title, the same role as what it was classified as. But you had people that kind of were evenly divided. If they were scheduled a runner shift, they would try and give it away to someone because they didn't like doing the position. Or you had someone that was mostly a runner, but they would get a front desk shift from time to time and they didn't want to do the front desk shift. They only wanted to do the running shift. 
And I think I was one of those people that was happy to bounce back and forth between the two. And if someone asked me to trade shifts for no matter what it was, I say, yeah, sure. No problem. I have nothing to do. You know, I'm just an intern. Like I don't have any responsibilities outside of work anyway. So I'll do whatever you want to give me. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, totally understand that. So, all right. So what, what, what do you want to talk about first? Like your time working at the front desk or being a runner? Hey, you tell me it's your podcast. Uh, all right. Let's start with, um, you know, let's start with the runner position um, sure. because I like hearing about guest interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll kind, of, I'll kind of say that to later. So, with the runner position, what was like a what was like an average day like as a runner position? Normally, our days started off with really blowing up balloons was a, a big thing that we did. Um, we, we used to give out balloons and birthday cards to anyone that was celebrating a birthday at check-in or anyone that was celebrating their anniversary. We would try and have those little amenities pre-made. So a lot of the morning was setting those up and just making sure that, you know, the back office was stocked with those items in case they needed to be handed out. If it was a busy day, we would try and get ahead of ourselves in order to better prepare. Then after that, it was a lot of a lot of delivery. So anytime someone had a package shipped to their resort or if they had purchased something from the park and it was, you know, like a room delivery, it was a lot of that. Then usually in the middle of the day, people would tend to forget their keys or they would get locked out um, or their room key. This was before magic band. So their room key would have been sitting by their cell phone and that very easily can deactivate Uh, the the mag stripe. So it was a lot of running keys now coronado at you know now they have another building but at the time they had eight different buildings so it was going from the main part of the resort which is the lobby i totally forgot that's right (laughs) yep well well i forgot that being a if you're a runner for that resort i mean that resort is monstrous so yeah so it was almost 2,000 rooms at that point. Yeah, so now that totally, they're adding the other one on. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't even imagine how tough of a job that was. Well, yeah, I guess tough is the right word. It's like, because you're just going from, uh, you must have put in a lot of miles. So I did. I <laughs> wish that I had, you know, an Apple Watch back then to track exactly how much I was walking in a day because sometimes there were four or five different runners and sometimes there were just two. So if one person had the golf cart and was off delivering packages to one building and we only had had one golf cart that day um we were walking and it's a mile walk just around the the main lake of the resort so if you were on one side and you had to go all the way back to building seven you were not happy oh no (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was so much fun and like i said in the afternoon and early evening was when a lot of people had forgotten um, their keys or randomly like locks would sometimes deactivate or batteries would die on the lock. So it was a lot of, you know, lock interrogations doing that as well. And sometimes at night we would have people that would leave things behind in the park. One day I had a guest leave his credit card over at Chefs de France. So we had to drive the the pickup van that we had and go backstage at Epcot and go pick up his credit card and make sure it got returned to him. Wow, you know, no a few kidding. things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. we were there 24 hours. So whenever someone needed something, if it was something that we were able to accommodate or something we could help with, we were there. So did you did you work overnights at all? Um, I didn't work overnight, but I worked kind of halfway. So the latest shift that I had worked there, which actually was my favorite shift, was going in at 6 p.m. and leaving at 
about 3 15 through 30 in the morning oh nice so what i'm sorry 2 30 so, i apologize <laughs> so what was that kind of like like the later the later night shift Sometimes it was really quiet. Usually a lot of people had already arrived by 10 o'clock. That's when the, um, the overnights would come in. And sometimes, you know, we had 10 arrivals, five arrivals, and that was really quiet for, you know, a skeleton crew. And then there were some nights where I was like, okay, we have 50 arrivals and it's still 10 o'clock and we've only got four people here. So it's going to be a fun few hours. Ah, oh, jeez. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. what, so what were some, some fa favorite memories of a... Uh, you being a runner so i'm curious like what any any good stories that you have mm -hmm. i ran over a lizard one time felt really bad about that ah, <laughs> <laughs> um one of my favorite things to do was if we had someone coming in that had a birthday celebration that we weren't aware of until their arrival and we wanted to try and get something set up in the room before they got there it was a mad dash so it was like, okay, we've got birthdays, we, we've got birthday balloons, we've got a card, we've got birthday buttons. What else can we grab them before they can get to their room? Let's beat them there. And we would literally run, like sprint from the lobby to whatever building we had to get to, jump in the room before them, set everything up and leave before they could get in there to be surprised. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's those amazing, moments though. were a lot of fun. Very stressful, but a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a lot of fun and I would want to do that. It was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like that's... I'm just thinking about it. Like I, I, I'm just imagining you just sprinting across Coronado Springs to to go just set up that in a room. That's. I was really skinny when I worked there. I shot a lot of pounds running across <laughs> that resort. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, but then you just probably just gained it all back in the uh, the parks, just eating Mickey bars. Yeah, and, stuff. Uh -huh. and <sighs> then you know your college program's over and you're not walking everywhere and you're like, oh man, there's some ten pounds I lost. They're right back. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh. So are there any other stories uh, from being a runner or anything else you want to share about the, the running position? Driving the golf cart was my favorite thing. Yeah. If anyone ever said, hey, do you want to go do something? Yeah. Can I take the golf cart? Yeah. Okay. Great. Have fun. <laughs> uh, we had we had some guests that would try and, you know, jump on the golf cart and be like, hey, can you give me a ride? No, sorry. I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> I've, um, I've definitely tried that before at like Old yeah. Key West. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there are some people who can't. So normally Bellman. Bellman are the ones who can take oh, you on the yeah. golf cart. Yes. But okay. if, if it's someone from front desk. That's um, right. At that it, time, we weren't allowed to. But that, that's mm -hmm. right. I do remember because I we did get a ride at Oak Key West. So yes. That, yeah, he must have <laughs> a bellman. As long as it's a bellman, you're all good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So any any other stories? Otherwise, we can uh, move on to the front desk to hear hear a bit about that. Thank you. Oh, those are those were my favorite ones. It was just a lot of fun, especially when you were working with you know other other CPs that you were scheduled with, those were the best times because you had all the full-timers and sometimes full-timers don't appreciate the CPs. <laughs> what, so, so what, say C, college programmers, is that what you mean? College program, yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what um, Disney calls their interns. They call them CPs. Oh, gotcha, okay. And then you've got the full-timers who are just, you know, normal, real human beings. They're full-time. They're not, not, they're not interns. They're there to work, you know, their schedule, get paid and head home. Yeah. And then you've got the interns and sometimes full timers didn't like interns. And, you know, sometimes it was a clash and sometimes it wasn't. But it was fun, really fun to see the different dynamic of how different people work together, especially when they're on their opposite roles of what they normally are. It's very interesting. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts for sure, seeing how everyone would work together when they were out of their comfort zone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> cool. So. All right. So. 
if there's nothing else about the runner position, why don't we kind of talk about the uh, the front desk uh, position? Um, now, was it kind of was it kind of like the same hours where it was like you no. would work at like a six to three or no? Mm-hmm. What, what was Very that? Very like? different. So normally the running position would be. I think the earliest I ever went in was probably 6 a.m. and then was out by 2 p.m. But normally they'll have runners from 6 a.m. probably till about 10 or 11 at night. But I, anytime I worked that, I was usually scheduled in the morning. And then anytime I was at the front desk, I came into work anytime from 3 p.m. or later. So it was totally total opposites. And you see two very different sides of the resort working in the morning versus working in the evening because a lot of people are up and active in the morning, especially cast members. There's usually more cast members around in the morning because our guests are up early. They're getting ready to have breakfast. They're grabbing coffee. They're heading out to the parks. You know, they're getting up, going to the gym, going to spend the day by the pool. And then at night is really when it's quieter. You don't see as many cast members. You don't see as many guests. So it's just a very different atmosphere. And I loved that how different they were. It was just so enjoyable to compare the differences between them. Gotcha. Okay. So, so did, what did you normally work the, 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 like those mornings or those later evenings or it just didn't, it was kind of like a mix. When I was running, I usually worked in the morning. There were a few times where I was there later at night, but majority of the shifts I was running, I was there very early in the morning. And then whenever I was working out at the front desk, the earliest I would come in was three uh, thirty PM. Nice. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so tell me a bit about the front desk job. So what were like, what were some of your favorite memories or anything you want to share about the front front desk role? I remember there was one day where I came into work and I just was not having a good day. I had a really bad morning, a really tough afternoon. I was um, struggling with something from one of my classes that I was doing online. And it was one of those days where you're like, you know, I really just want to stay at home and cuddle up with a blanket and watch TV. And, you know, unfortunately I couldn't do that. I had to go into work. And the first person I interacted with completely changed my attitude around. I felt so thankful to them for making my day instead of the other way around. And that is an interaction that I will always remember. And they just made, they made me happy. You know, they made me feel comfortable. They had made magic for me instead of me making magic for them. And that's an experience that I will always treasure because it's the shoe was on the other foot. And that was amazing. <laughs> so, so tell, tell us a little, a little bit about that. Oh, absolutely. So it was someone that was, they were visiting from, I think it was Georgia and it was their first time there and they had a lot of different questions and they wanted advice on how to get around the parks. And they, what they really wanted was they asked me to plan my perfect day at Disney, not their perfect day, but they said to me, what do you like to do when you go to the parks? What is your, you know, go-to spot for a fast pass? What that do was going to be my question. That was going to be my question <laughs> to you very soon. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I'll give you the answer, I promise. (laughs) But they basically had me plan my perfect day instead of helping me plan their perfect day. And the fact that they cared what I thought and they cared what I enjoyed doing was amazing because I I don't think I've ever had another interaction like that in the almost eight years that I've been in hospitality. I haven't received the energy that they had in that conversation I've never received from someone before. And I, and I still haven't. And it was just an amazing experience. It was so wonderful to have someone 
be that invested in my opinion on where I was working and wanting to know what I did and how much I enjoyed being there so that they could enjoy what they do when they're there. That's I I actually really appreciate that story because I I, I like to interview cast members because I I truly do appreciate everyone that works at Disney World and I I try to be like that guest where mm-hmm. I like to ask the cast members their opinions on like hey what's your what's your favorite snack or if you're at food mm-hmm. and wine or something hey what's your favorite thing that you like to get around here uh, I always I always really like to get their opinion because it's again I always say this like cast members have so much insight and experiences mm-hmm. um, about everything about the park so I think I think there's a lot to learn f- from you I guys, agree so. I agree 100%. And it it was an interaction that afterwards had almost left me speechless that I was so taken back that someone would be willing to go out of their way to want my opinion on something that they, you know, they simply could have asked anyone and they could have said, oh, we, you know, we don't care what you have to say. We can just go on our way and figure it out. But they wanted to know what I loved most and where I went to eat and what my favorite drink to have was in the park or what my favorite snack was to have, just like you had said. And that was something that, you know, really opened my eyes to, wow, I'm so lucky to be here. I'm so lucky to have this job and, and interact with people like that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I'm I'm happy that we were able to make like a magical moment for you. Were yeah, you, they did. <laughs> <laughs> were you able to make any like magical moments for other guests at all? I, I figure being at the front desk, you were able to do that a bit. I was. I used to. Um, I used to like to go into one of our, <clears throat> excuse me, one of our retail shops, and just go and you know pick a few things out and and buy some things and send something nice up to the room uh, for a guest. Write a handwritten note you know, send something up for someone who was celebrating their wedding or their anniversary or a birthday. I used to like to go and buy ears and chocolates and send those up to our guests or get some flowers. And I used to do autograph books when I, when small kids would check in, if they didn't have an autograph book, I would go and grab one of our autographs book and I, um, and a, and a special, like my first pen and make sure we got a couple of our friends to sign it and then have it delivered to their room. That was probably one of my favorite magical moments. Oh, that's that's really neat. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And the, I mean, the little ones they loved it. the The first child I did that for, his face lit up. It was his second birthday, and I was like pointing out who signed his autograph book and got him started, and he was just so excited. Like hearing the names, that name recognition, especially for someone so young, they know exactly what they're talking about. A two year old knows exactly who Mickey is. They know exactly who Pluto is and Goofy. You know, they they watch Mickey Mouse House. It's you know nothing new for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really neat. Um, I feel like I have to ask this this next question because I feel like I hear it often. Um, mm-hmm. So upgrades. Now, I know it's pr- it's actually pretty difficult to even get like an upgrade right now mm-hmm. on your resort mm-hmm. because it's like everything's just so booked up. But I know like probably back mm-hmm. in your day, it was it was a bit easier to upgrade someone. So how how did you? Did you get first question is did you give out upgrades to to guests? I actually couldn't. Oh but no. The, okay. Nope. The way Disney's reservation system works is front desk agents didn't have as much accessibility as everyone else did that was behind the scenes kind of working on everything or working on the operations aspect of it. So if someone were to ask for an upgrade, we actually couldn't really modify the reservation without them calling the reservations line and upgrading the reservations themselves. 
Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it worked a little differently. I know if you're if you're behind the scenes, maybe if there's um, like a certain room type that's not available, there there were certain scenarios where the cast members that were working in the operations department had a little bit more uh, wiggle room, so they were able to make some more magic happen versus us at the front line. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. I I mean I I'm not one of those people that go right ahead and ask for like one of those but like I <laughs> you're feel a like, rare breed <laughs> yeah well i mean c- c- i don't know i'm just i've worked in retail for so long where it's like mm-hmm. i oh, been there yeah i don't want to bother it's just like i just uh, these people want to be left like i don't want to be one of those <laughs> snobs i've dealt with it i've dealt with enough of them sorry <laughs> you know where it's coming from <laughs> yeah exactly so um, you're like I, i've been on the other end i don't want to put anyone else in that position exactly yeah so uh, <laughs> um but yeah i figured i'd just ask because i you're sure. the first front desk person that I know that works at Disney. So I absolutely, like I absolutely. Like, yeah, it was just a little bit different than other companies that I've worked for. Other companies, you are able to do it at the front desk, but Disney is one of the brands that you actually can't. And one of the reasons is because they are so busy all the time that they just don't even have the ability to do so. Like, they just don't have the physical inventory to upgrade someone that hasn't booked that room category previously. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Cool. So, uh, were there any other were there any other moments um, that you can remember working at the front desk that you want to share at all? Any any favorite stories or any other thing that stands out? Yes, I absolutely loved Coronado for the reason that it was a big convention resort. So the hotel was a little different than most of the Disney resorts. A lot of the Disney resorts are mostly mostly leisure travel. A lot of families. Coronado is quite the opposite. It was 75% group and then 25% family travel. So it was a very different experience working with a lot of people that were coming in for business and coming in for conferences versus families that were coming in for vacation. And a lot of our group guests were so casual. They were very laid back, but we had one group that had come in that at the time they were such a large group that they had actually occupied i think it was every single resort on property because of how many thousands of people employees and their clients that this company had brought in and they were doing this property-wide convention but coronado had the biggest business or the biggest conference center so everyone was being bussed in from the grand floridian the polynesian contemporary all-star and they were all coming to our resort and they had these huge huge meetings and events and they were starting at eight o'clock in the morning and they weren't stopping until after midnight and i remember working in the convention center for probably about 95 percent of the time that they were there and it was so much fun i was in my in a different costume so i was in my runner costume and we were just joking around and having fun and we were just basically out there chatting with people and talking to people we were giving them directions we were you know having fun we would do hula hoop contests when they were doing like their activities we would jump in and join them and that was really really a different side of working over there you know being at the front desk being a front desk cashier or front desk agent and really involving ourselves in their conference because they invited us to and they wanted us to and they had by the second day of their conference requested that the same six of us that were there be there throughout their conference because they were getting so much good feedback from the guests because of us 
and they were like, hey, we want these six girls out there because they're just having a blast and they're making our clients happy. So we want to keep them out there so that everyone else is happy. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the first thing I thought of when you were saying telling the story is I would be so mad if if I knew some of my coworkers were at the Grand Floridian and I was staying at like All Star Music, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and we, I felt so bad because we had people that were trying to check in too that were like, no, no, I'm supposed to be here. I was like, well, we don't have a reservation here for you. And then we, you know, had to like call over the group contract. They're like, no, no, you're at All Star. And they were uh, like, well, I don't want to stay there. And I was like, you don't really have a choice because uh, <laughs> we can't do anything about that. I'm I, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel so bad for that, those people. Oh yeah. my gosh! I wonder. They how- actually, <laughs> they had uh, become so big that they outgrew Disney, so they can't even fit on Disney property anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want you to mention the company, but I really oh, you're gonna yeah. ha- you're gonna have to tell me offline who that what that oh, was. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Cool. That's re- that's really blast. neat. I did I didn't realize companies that large. Co- I mean, I knew large companies come to Disney, but I didn't realize like mm-hmm. something that massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they had like a multi-year contract um, with Disney too. So it wasn't their first year there. And it also wasn't their last year there. I think that might've been maybe their second or third year. And then I want to say they outgrew Disney maybe two or three years ago. So they had quite a few years that they were just completely taking over all of Disney property. And then it had gotten to the point where they were just so big and Disney was getting so much business that they couldn't accommodate both and they grew and they're still, you know, they they still come to Orlando. They just don't stay on Disney property anymore. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Cool. So, all right. Um, so anything else about the front desk? Otherwise I have a couple other questions that uh, don't yeah, pertain. Go ahead. Ask away. Cool. All right. So, I'll, so what you were kind of saying before is like, I want to know mm-hmm. what some of your favorite things to do when outside of the park or outside of work, like what you like to do when you had time off or what, what did you like to eat and, and stuff Absolutely. like that? I was mostly in the parks on my days off and I was typically at Magic Kingdom or at Hollywood Studios. And this was before Hollywood Studios. I think they had just become named that so it was I think still MGM and the Fantasyland expansion was not even started at that point yet so it was the one Disney was still a little bit on the smaller scale for the parks but that's typically where I was and so on our days off we would do a lot of resort hopping we would try and see if we could get into pools for the resorts that we weren't staying at we did a lot of retail therapy because our apartments were right off of the outlets in the area we would go to universal we would do a lot of mini golfing as well i would spend a lot of time in magic kingdom and in hollywood studios at disney springs running around and you know spending more money there that i didn't have and yeah, it was just a, a lot of time in the parks, a lot. Like we would, we would randomly go at, um, you know, if it was eight o'clock at night and the fireworks were at nine, we'd hop on a bus and just go watch fireworks for, you know, for yeah. the the twelve minutes that the wishes lasted at that time and grab an ice cream and then head home again. Nice. It was a very cool opportunity to be able to come and go into the parks at our at our own leisure. So at the time, like, what was your favorite park to go to? Oh, Magic Kingdom, easily. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Still is. Still is my favorite. Always will be. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. you know, it makes me feel like a little kid again, walking, you know, down Main Street, seeing the castle at the end and, and the partner statue. It's just such a magical feeling. And I don't think that feeling will ever, ever go in. I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel like if it hasn't yet, then I don't think it ever will. So I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So uh, a couple more questions. Uh, I want to know what, like, what was your favorite standout moment or favorite memory, uh, either working or it doesn't have to be when you're working. Like just what was your favorite memory during the, the college program? I think it was meeting everyone that I did. I met so many people from so many different countries and so many different places that I never thought I would ever actually know someone from. Like I had friends from New Zealand. I had friends from Australia. We had friends from Germany, from Japan, just all these places that I never really thought I would know anybody from. And meeting all of those people that not only I worked with, but guests from all over the world, that for me was really a life-changing experience. And I'm the type of person that I love to learn new things and and develop my knowledge. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not happy. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've worked in hospitality so long is because I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly meeting new people and learning new things and learning about different cultures and getting different cultural experiences and learning to understand people is a huge part of, of that industry. And I think that for me is what stands out the most about my college program is it's really what got me to fall in love with, with the hospitality industry. Oh, that's, that's really, that's really great to hear. And yeah, you sound like you're, you're a great people person. So thank you. Thank you. I hear that a lot. (laughs) So, so after, after your time working for the Disney college program, did you seek out the work at Disney again? I did. So a year after my program had ended, I returned for a second internship and I was actually part of the Disney professional internships program. Oh, nice. Uh, Well, if you cool. Well, if you want, did you want to come on another show? We'll we'll discuss that another time because we're kind of not kind of run out of time here. So that sounds like a really great plan to me. All right. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I'd love to hear everything about the professional internship. Um, Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely do that. So sounds good. Cool. All right. So, um, any before we wrap things up, was there anything else you just wanted to share about the your initial Disney College program? I would tell anyone that's thinking of doing it or applying, just do it. It's an experience that you will not regret, and it's a once in a lifetime experience. If you're lucky enough to have the opportunity to do so, it is so much fun, and it really gives you a different perspective on Disney as well. And you get you get not only the magic in the parks, but you really get the backstage magic as well. And it's an experience that I don't regret. And, and if I didn't do that program, I wouldn't be where I am now in my career or living in Florida now full time either. And I am truly grateful for it. So if anyone's thinking of doing it, go, go, go apply. Do it. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, so just two quick questions. Uh, so right. before we get out of here, what is so i'd like to have the the background music playing uh as we as we have the interview so i want to know what is your favorite uh park background loop magic kingdom the main street usa any type of music from there i absolutely love um married life which is one of the songs that they use in up okay that is my hands down my favorite (laughs) that gives me all the feels (laughs) <laughs> uh, perfect. Sounds good. I'll make sure to play that f- for uh, for the interview. So thank you, thank you. 
All right. And then uh, is there anything you want to plug at all as people can find you anywhere? Of course, if anyone has any questions, wants to see what I'm up to now, please check out my Instagram. It's at nyc.in.disney. You know where to find me. Cool. And I'll make sure to link her uh, Instagram in the show notes so you guys can easily find her. So, Thank you so much, Matt. Thanks for having me. I've had so much fun. I look forward to our, our next date. Of course. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely have to set that up. And uh, th- yeah, th- you are great. Thank you for coming on the show. Much appreciated. Absolutely. If yeah. anyone has any questions, anything they need to know, please feel free to reach out to me as well. I'm always here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. Well, have a good night, okay? Thank you, Matt. You as well. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Danny, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been such a delight speaking with you, and I cannot wait to talk to you again in a couple weeks to talk about uh, your professional internships. So that should be be pretty fun. I'm really excited for that. So guys, be on the lookout for that episode. That'll be coming to you in a few weeks. Uh, But yeah, Danny, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was was a real treat uh, listening to your time spent as a runner and working at the front desk. Uh, I never really knew the background of what a runner actually does, but I know things magically do do show up in my uh, hotel room. So, uh, but yeah, so it was pretty cool. I really liked the, I liked all your stories and it was a lot of fun having you on and I can't wait to do it again soon. But, uh, but guys, if you were a previous cast member and you would like to be on a future show, uh, please reach out to me. There's several different ways, which I'll go over in a bit, but I would love to have you on the show and set up an interview. So I think that'll be, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for another episode of Excess Press. If you guys are not subscribing to the podcast already, Please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. You can also find us easily at accesspresspodcast.com. And uh, if you can also follow us on social media, that'd be awesome. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at accesspresspodcast.com. And you can also shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can let me know if you have any questions. Uh, so another thing we're trying to start up soon, we're actually we're going to try to uh, start writing up some blog articles for the website. I have my friend Giovanni that's going to be helping me out. He's actually, I work with him and he's our one of our copywriters at work and he does writing on the side. So he's going to be writing up some blog articles pretty soon. So Giovanni, we're going to need those. Uh, but yeah, so... So hopefully on the website sometime soon, we're going to start writing those up and we'll share those out on social media. But uh, if anyone else might be interested in, on writing uh, as a blogger for Excess Press Podcast, uh, let me know. Just shoot me an email. Uh, that'll be the best way to contact me. Shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And if anyone's looking to be like a freelance writer writing up some Disney blog articles, uh, let me know. And uh, I'd love to I'd love to expand the, the podcast and the website a bit more. And I'd love to get you listeners involved. So, uh, but yeah, so just uh, just send me a quick message and we'll we'll get that we'll we'll get that rolling. So, but uh, but yeah, guys. So that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Access Press Podcast signing off. 
Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.